Welcome to another installment of the Whitaker Myers Wealth Managers What We Learned in the Markets This Week video. We aim to provide you, our valued clients, with a brief video giving you information that is helpful to your understanding of the markets from a biblical worldview with no financial agenda, which makes us uniquely different from the news media in America. This video is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make investment decisions. The clients of Whitaker Myers Wealth Managers may maintain positions in the securities discussed in today's video. All opinions discussed are solely those of John Mark Young and not those of Whitaker Myers Wealth Managers. Hi, I'm John Mark Young. Last week we were talking about 14 of the last 15 weeks being positive and how amazing it was that we continued to see upward momentum in such a consistent pattern. Not always something you get from the stock market and, and from the markets at large. But the market is excited about earnings growth starting to finally happen again after a year of that declining and, and dipping. And the artificial intelligence craze is making the world go bonkers, including the market. Even on Friday, Applied Materials, who makes chip-making equipment that supports the semiconductor industry, who is helping to drive AI, uh, they had a massive performance. So, so a company kind of twice removed was the S&P 500's top performer on Friday after their earnings announcement. However, this week, was not able to sustain the momentum of strong earnings growth and the AI uh, movement after momentum on inflation seemed to stall a bit, partly thanks to some non-inflation issues, in my opinion, which was car insurance. Uh, that was a big part of the CPI report. I'm sure many of you are not too happy with your car insurance premium increases you're seeing on your quarterly or semi-annual statement, but that's only going a result of car repairs that were paid for by your car insurers being much more expensive because of the supply chain issues brought on by the COVID-19 lockdowns. And that took the price of car parts to the moon. And so if an insurer had to pay for a repair of something from, from a, you know, because you claimed it and paid your deductible, that was paid for probably in 2022 and 2023. And it caused Progressive and Grange and State Farm to post much higher reimbursement costs, which comes full circle back to you in a monthly premium. I don't know if you'll find a car insurer that wasn't hit by this, and this is why it became such a, so a focal point in this month's CPI report, one of the largest drivers other than shelter. And again, this is not an inflation issue in my mind. It's a business model issue because of the supply chain, and that will dissipate like everything else did with the supply chain stuff. However, the CPI report was what it was, and the markets took a loss for the week, and now we're sitting at being positive 14 of the last 16 weeks weeks. But I bet if I gave you that bet in December 2023, you would have taken that. Uh, lots of other economic data came out this week. So let's begin to dive into those numbers. And that helped us formulate what we learned in the markets this week. First, each week we look at the Atlanta Fed's GDP Now model to determine if the growth of our economy is happening. And we see it happening in real time with real data that as it's being released. This week, the number slipped down to 2.9% after spending uh, sometime in the 4% range two weeks ago and 3% in the 3% range last week. The last data input was the producer price index that was released on Friday. And of course, CPI, housing starts, and some other things we discussed were also, were also entered into the formula. Interestingly, the Atlanta Fed's number is continuing to shift down. But as you can see on the, uh, and you can see that on the green line, but the Wall Street economists, they're coming off of their lows 
the average of those Wall Street economists, they're coming off of their lows and they've nearly come to a 2% number. Now, we've got some bad news if you're looking for a new home because your string of consecutive weeks of lower mortgage rates has been broken. As the CPI print pushed mortgage rates and every other interest rate up because of the implications to what the Fed might do. 30-year rates came in at 6.77% and 15 years came at 6.12%. Again, we track these because they may prove to be the biggest reason why we have a strong year economically if people feel comfortable enough to start selling their homes because their new mortgage rate won't be so dramatically higher than the 2 to 3% they sit at today. How about the labor markets? The initial claims for unemployment insurance, which is released weekly and tells us how many people are joining the ranks of the unemployed because they can't find work. That came in at 212,000 this week, a decrease of 8,000 from last week. And with it within the range of, of the last year, as you can see on your screen, the continuing claims data pretty much stayed consistent this week, even though our, our system didn't update it. So no big news there. And finally, what about the markets? Well, as I mentioned in, in the intro, the S&P 500 did break its streak, but did Dave Ramsey diversification help this week? Let's find out. Let's start with the S&P 500. The S&P 500, which of course covers our growth and growth in income categories, but only when taken and considered together, that was negative 0.42% this week. The Russell 2000, which tracks small and mid-sized companies or aggressive growth in our Dave Ramsey vernacular, that was actually positive 1.16% this week, thanks to uh, a strong Monday and Thursday for that, that index. And finally, the MSCI EFA, which tracks international stocks across developed markets, excluding the US, that was positive 1.02% this week, making two of the four Dave categories positive over 1% positive. And point number two, equities took a major dive on Tuesday because of the hot CPI print for the month of January. Core CPI came in at 0.39%, and the consensus was that we would come in around 0.3%, so hotter than consensus. The regular CPI number, the non-core number, came in around 0.31%. The markets and economists were hoping for a lower number, but the annualized numbers, which take the last previous 12 months of numbers, those are actually still showing a lower inflation picture than, than we were sitting at last month or the month before. Last month, the annualized number was around 3.35% on the consumer price index, while this month it sits at 3.09%. On the core CPI number last month, we sat at 3.91%, and this month we're at 3.87%. However, the core number was higher than expected, and let's look at why that came about. First, shelter accelerated this month higher than in previous months, now, you've heard me talk about shelter before. Uh, we're, we're at 4 million roughly houses short in the US, and that sets up for a great investment theme, hence why you should probably talk to your financial planner or advisor about why adding real estate to your portfolio at this point in time might be a prudent move, especially as it relates to residential or multifamily res real estate. Uh, but it's bad for inflation. This month, rent fell down to a pace of 4.4%. So why did shelter go up if that number, the rent number, actually came down? Well, it's because of OER, which is owner's equivalent rent, the price of rent you could charge on your residence. Now, that's not really a number consumers have to pay. So it's the fact that the fact that it surged higher to 6.94% year over year makes me not worry about that number so much. Next, auto insurance was a big driver of the CPI report this month. And you've heard my explanation above on this. 
This will dissipate and not anything the Fed can control or should worry about. Next, hospital services took a pretty big jump up. We have feelers out to those in the medical community, but we're really not sure, nor did anyone in, in any of the articles we've read give us a good reason of what drove that higher, but it could be something to watch. And finally, there's this category of miscellaneous personal services that was higher. It has five different parts to it. Things such as legal services, funeral expenses, laundry and dry cleaning, apparel services. Wow, what a bunch of hodgepodge, why they call it miscellaneous. But finally, those numbers were fine. The one that jumped, financial services, which is in that. The financial services number always goes up when the market goes up. Don't know why, but that just always happens. Thus, that won't last forever. So if you remove shelter and auto insurance, your annualized CPI number goes down to about 1%. Wow, 1% annualized CPI. That's actually lower than we'd want. And that would support our view that a one-month print of CPI that was only hospital services, which we would be potentially worried about, as the true CPI uh, contributor is nothing to worry about. And we'll hopefully see this rectified in the PCE report later this month, PCE, what people actually spend on. Let's talk about point number three. Speaking of home building and shortages, this week we received the housing starts number for January of 2024, and it did not help our housing shortage in the US. That number fell by 14.8% month over month, and that was the biggest drop in new home uh, starts since April of 2020. And there was a little pandemic issue that resulted in that month's lower number, the April 2020 number. Part of the lower number was blamed on more snow falling across the country than we usually get and expect. And so when you look regionally, the Midwest, West, the South, and the West, they all saw lower building, but we actually did see a rise in the Northeast. And that's probably because those people up there are just used and conditioned to the colder weather. Weather. Builders also were less likely to cut home prices as they cut deals, and they were less likely to use sales incentive to get people to buy, which also probably contributed to the lower number. Finally, here's some good news in relation to all this. A survey put out by the National Association of Home Builders, and it was this month they put it out, it showed confidence among, amongst the builders uh, of those single-family homes, and it rose to an 18-month high. So while this number did come in very, very soft, it's likely you wouldn't see confidence from the home builders, the single family home builders, if they didn't think those soft numbers in January were only temporary and will dig, to use a construction phrase, we'll dig our way out of this. And finally, point number four, US retail sales. The Commerce Department told us for the month of January, 2024, that retail sales fell more than expected, as you can see on your screen. We always see a decline in the month of January, that's normal, but many analysts attributed the fact that this January's months were much lower than, than expected to the fact that, just as was said in our last point, colder temperatures put, kept more people home and, and not out shopping. Now, do analysts actually think that this colder weather had something to do with it, or do they actually have data to back that up? Well, here would be their data. Uh, when they looked at building materials, and sales at lawn and garden stores. Those were down 4.1% seasonally adjusted from December. So those types of stores are where you would buy, expect to see uh, change happening in regards to, we can't do things outside, we can't do home improvement, it's too cold, thus we're not gonna buy there. Food services and drinking establishments, those actually rose 0.7%. Again, if it's too cold or colder than average in most parts of the country, uh, to not go out and spend money on doing things outdoors, you might spend money on indoors and a nice warm meal. Hence why those were up. Keep in mind, this month's higher than expected drop did come after a very, very strong number 
in the month of December. And the part of this number I always look at, how did online shopping do? Well, that number did drop 0.8% at non-retail stores. Even that number was down month over month. Uh, but again, those are things we expect to see January to December because December is so much Christmas and gift shopping. So hopefully the four things in the market this week were helpful to you. If it was helpful to you, would you do us a favor? You can do us a favor by going to the like button and smashing it. When you hit that like button, that puts it tells the uh, algorithms at YouTube, Google, and uh, Rumble that our content was helpful, and thus they push it out to more people. As well as you can hit the subscribe button. The subscribe button allows our content to be pushed out to you as soon as it's released, so you can be the first to watch any of our video series that we do. And if you'd like to meet with any of our financial coaches who help you in baby steps one, two, and three, get out of debt, stay out of debt, hold you accountable to living on a budget, all those sorts of things that attribute to a highly successful financial person, you can go to the link in the comment section and schedule a meeting with our financial coach, or you can schedule a meeting with our financial planners who help you in baby steps four, five, six, and seven, build out that retirement plan, think about saving for your kid's college, and help build out a plan to pay off your house early so you can give and live like no one else. Thanks so much. We'll look forward to seeing you next week.